Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You all look like beautiful stars tonight. Watson taking a deep shot, looking for Fuller. What a catch! The pressure of J.J. Watt. But I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. Deshaun Watson does it himself. You're going to want to be comfortable today. Watch the show. Night of the fight, you may feel a slight sting. That's pride fucking with you. Fuck pride. For the win in overtime to advance the Texans. Got it. Oh, welcome in H-Town. What's happening, Houston? You know what it is. You know what it do. You know what this is. This is the Believe in Texan podcast coming at you hot and heavy from the branch with my man Freddie D and me, Henry Thomas. Thank you very much, Henry Thomas. And for those of you that don't know Henry Thomas well, you're about to know all my man did was spend 14 years starting in the National Football League. Two-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, 93 and a half career sacks, the most ever by a nose tackle in the history of the National Football League. Over a thousand, yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, a thousand career tackles from the nose tackle position. A Bayou Bengal, Eisenhower Eagle, swoop swoop, and the pride of the foe foe, my man, Henry Thomas. What's happening, people? Like I said, we got a lot to cover. We I do. Mean, we got a little crow to eat. Mm. We, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we sounded like the the. We sounded like we were Cal McNair's posse. Is what we said. We sounded like we we sounded like we might have been a part of the D Hop trade. Like we might have been rolling with Easterby before yeah. before last week. The way we came across. There was a line. There is a line. Like always, there. you always <laughs> crossed it. Uh, Henry, I am a habitual line stepper. Okay? Habitual line I, stepper. As, as, as uh, Charlie Murphy pointed out many years ago in the Rick James skit, calling Rick James a habitual line stepper, I am that dude. Yes. I am that dude, Henry Thomas. Uh, we've got a great show for you, though. Uh, we're going to talk some Texans because that's what we do here on the Believe in Texans podcast. Before we do that, let's uh, let's get a couple shout-outs real quick. Number one, betonline.ag. I'm going to tell you right now, you got three weeks left in the, Nas- in the National Football League. you got NBA getting ready to start up, Henry Thomas. All right, uh, College football is, is getting down to the nitty-gritty. we got Brian Kelly from Notre Dame saying, guess what? If they're not going to let families to the playoffs, we're boycotting. Cotton, you and I both know that ain't going to happen. But you know what? You can bet on it at betonline.ag. All right, uh, prop bets. Those are all day, every day. The Canelo fight that's going down Saturday night. If you yes, want to put some 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 dollar dollar bills on that, put some screens on it. You want to put some Bitcoin on it? Guess what? We take that. They'll take that too over at uh, betonline.ag. But you know what pennies. I'm missing? But you know what I'm missing? What you missing? You know what I'm missing? Twenty four mm. hours. Mm. Maybe it's not a sporting event. Day. Not a sporting event going on when you wake up. You got some Bitcoin or some co- or some change in your pocket. You, you on lockdown? You, 
You got, you on lockdown? You coughing? <laughs> you quarantine? For all our folks out in Cali. Yeah. Lockdown. What you going to do? What you going to do? Can't get to the casino. Or can you? It can come to you. 24 <laughs> wow. hours a come day. On. You can bet on bet online. Let me tell you. They got shake them up, shake them up, shake them up, shake them. Roulette, 21. What you want to do? What you betting on? They can do it right what there. What you betting on? Look, you don't even have to get dressed. Do don't it from your drawers. Do it from your drawers. Put your <laughs> house coat on. Put the, the slippers, you know, the ones that they're the dirty ones. The little furry stuff on them. And the fur off. They look like got mangy Started on out one as side. white, now it's kind of matted down. Yeah. Kind of got a gray look to it. All, all mangy looking. Got your foot fungus all up in it, but it's comfy, though. Don't nobody care. You can bet online. Bet online. BetOnline.ag doesn't. They sure don't. Because they can't see you. 24-hour casino. That's it. Make it happen, people. It's a, it's a no-brainer. BetOnline.ag. They are the online sports book experts. All right. Also, too, hey, you and you you guys out there, out there know, Henry and I like to get are swollen, okay? Obviously, for folks like Henry, retired uh, ex-professional athletes. My swole okay? come from the table. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let that fool you, Don't though. Let Don't let it fool you, you all right? Tell Henry me. will throw some weights around. I like to throw some weights around. I like to pretend anyway. Uh, and when I do pretend, you know where I get my – my supplements aren't pretend, though. I go get those over at Wholesale Nutrition and Tomball. Go see my boy Jordan over there. Listen, they're a locally-owned supplement store. They have over 20 years of experience in the industry, and they put customers' goals as their top priority. They have all the name-brand products you love at wholesale pricing. And for all you Alpha Brain folks out there, and you know what I'm talking about, guess what? You want to shop local? Do it for the holiday season. Go see my boy Jordan. Get you some hyper mood. It's a brand. It's his home brand, and I'm telling you right now, I've tried them before, and they work, all right? They're going to get you focused. They're going to get your mind right. Uh, you got a big test. You're studying for something, or you just want to get your mind right in the gym. Whatever it is, Hyper Mood is where to go. they got them in pills, and they got them in powder format, and he's got them on sale for 15% off for the rest of the new year. So I know you're going to try to get your minds right before 2021. Get your physical goals in line. Go to see my man, Jordan over at Wholesale Nutrition in Tomball, 11703 Spring Cypress Road. That's 11703 Spring Cypress Road. And then you can check them out on the gram, Wholesale Nutrition underscore Tomball. That's Wholesale Nutrition underscore Tomball. Make sure you tell them that the fellas, Henry and Fred, from the Believe in Texans podcast, sent ya. Uh, yes, sir. Sent ya. I don't care what part of town you live in either. I mean, obviously, if you live, if you live in the Nauf that's a no-brainer. It's easy. It's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. But even if you don't live on a Nauf side, it's willing. You're, it's it's worth going there. All right, because I've been to some raggedy ass uh, supplement stores here in town, and the thing I like about Jordan, his staff over there at Wholesale Nutrition, is he's going to take the time to make sure you get what you need, and he's not trying to upsell you. He's going to get you what you need for your body. And if it doesn't work, guess what? He'll make sure he gets you taken care of and uh, get your mind and body right. We're going to try to get your mind right uh, for all you Texans fans out there because I promise you after what you saw on Sunday after that Texans ass whooping that they took to the Chicago Bears tell you what if you were an alien that had just gotten beamed down to America and you would have been like oh I see why Mitch Trubisky went ahead of Deshaun Watson no you wouldn't (laughs) but they're aliens they don't know any better no they wouldn't They would have said, look at the offense from the Bears. What is wrong with the Texans? Because that's what aliens sound like. Okay? That's what aliens sound like. Well, that's why. All the aliens I know have just 
thicker accents. Well, that's what I thought they sounded like. <laughs> just I'm just going off of the Outcast album. Oh, okay. Greetings, <laughs> Earthlings. Just two dope boys in a Cadillac, Henry. Two dope boys. We were two dope boys in a Cadillac this past weekend. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what. It, it says a lot about a friendship when you can ride six hours with somebody and not kill them when it's over. Oh, yeah. It was pleasant, fun. Absolutely. You learned about music. I did. <laughs> I did. I learned a lot about, uh, I mean, listen, I, 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 you know, when you when you know somebody for eight years, you know, you learn things about them. Obviously, I knew Henry Thomas was a huge Prince fan, um, but he he pulled out some of them B sides. He pulled out some of them deep cuts, deep cuts with the with the deep lyrics, with the deep lyrics. Uh, Penny droppers. When Henry and of course you know it's one of them deals where you know when you hear people sing other people's songs, you're like, oh, okay, there's a reason why that person sings it. But I will give you credit. I'll tell you what, nobody makes Prince sound quite as fun to listen to. I mean, let's follow it. Is. I mean, Prince is fun to listen to on his own right. Right. But uh, I tell you what, you you do a mean prince. Hey, I have my moments. Uh, You do a mean prince. And uh, so Henry and I played, you know, our respective panty-dropping songs that we like to play for women. And uh, needless to say, Henry was surprised with one of my choices. Really surprised. (laughs) Didn't see that one coming. I don't even see how the panties (laughs) came down. I was just like. Well, you know, I kind of had to pull them off. Yeah, okay, all right. (laughs) (laughs) No, just listen to the words. (laughs) They're off. See? Told you. Told you. I'll be Ooh. gentle, I promise. I'll be, I'll, I'll be gentle. But uh, you know, that was the, after, what, 45 minutes of Christmas music? That's right. That's right. Um, I mean, it is the Christmas season, after all. Yeah, is it? I mean, it is. I mean, it, it is. <laughs> no, it is. It legitimately is the Christmas season. Uh-huh. Now, I, after December I 25th, thought, it's done. I thought Jesus was really born in March. March 8th? That's what I heard. <laughs> Come on. Um, According speak- to where the, the star was next to the moon, that made it the month of March. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, it's going to take Jesus. If, does he play wide receiver? Oh, he. Oh. Does he play offensive line? Just touch one of them. Can he coach? <laughs> Can he put his healing hands <laughs> on the offensive line of the Texans, please? Uh, what we saw out of the Texans' offense, and God bless Deshaun Watson, um, as as well. Again, to borrow a quote from our boy Ted Johnson, he's doing the best with what God gave him, and with what the McNairs gave him. Well, exactly, gave him. survival skills. Yes. All right, and because it, it's it's criminal, and and what I'll tell you what Sunday did. Sunday was a quick reminder again of just how moribund this franchise is. Because I think we kind of put on some Texans-colored glasses for a few weeks because they did look good for a few weeks. They were competitive. And in typical Texans fashion, when you play against a team, I mean, let's call it what it is. You know, you should have beat the Colts. You should have beat the Browns. And you should have beat the Titans. Right. Three playoff teams. All right. Then you go to Chicago, a team that had lost one, two, three, four, five, six straight, mm-hmm. with a quarterback that nobody wants, with a quarterback on the bench that nobody wants, with a coach that, from what we sounded like when we talked to our boy Joey C from the Believe in Bears podcast, uh, half the city doesn't want, with a yep. GM that nobody wants, and then you go in there and get boat raced. Uh, it was. It was. 
it was the poorest showing of the offense to date with Deshaun Watson as quarterback. And um, in watching it, he looked like he was doing all he could. I mean, every he couldn't even stop on his back pedal and look before he was running. No. He had people in his face as soon as uh, oh. as soon as he got the ball. Thirty six to seven was the final score. We're not telling you anything you guys don't already know. Uh, Deshaun twenty one to thirty for two hundred nineteen yards and a touchdown, which sounds respectable. Uh, but when you consider what he had to deal with, uh, Chad Hansen was your leading receiver with seven catches for fifty six yards. Who? Um, yeah, Chad Hansen, the white it, dude. That is that the one who used to kick for the uh, Lions? Uh, oh, little cousin. Yeah, that's his. That's his. That's his play cousin, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Might be his kid for all we know. Uh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. As long ago as he played. Um, you got nothing out of your offense. Your your buddy Howell was your leading rusher, which at this point, I mean, again, you could you could suit up. And I I bet you money if I gave you two solid weeks of getting into shape. Because what are you what are you weighing right now? Two ninety. Two ninety. Two ninety. What would you have to get down to in the next two weeks? Because obviously you can't play week fifteen. Okay. But if um, I can get you ready for week seventeen. What am, would I, you, am I playing for the Texans or against the Texans? You're playing for them. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to get me in shape then. Because if I'm playing against them, I'll go right now. <laughs> we go right now. I'll, t- I'll take any one of the offensive linemen on. How I mean. sore would you be right now? What, against them? <laughs> Not very. You can, I, you, okay, all kidding aside. All kidding aside. All right? If in two weeks I told you, all right, I'm, you're going to – Titans are going to – because they don't do 10-day contracts. But right. let's just pretend for the sake of this argument, for this discussion. You signed a 10-day contract with the Titans, okay? All right, you're 290 right now. You have not played a snap in 20 years? Mm-hmm. 20 years. Correct. Okay. Now, I know just from from messing with you, the, the moves haven't, haven't – the, the moves are still there. Mentally, yeah. <laughs> I know how they work mentally. <laughs> I've seen you do the work. I've seen you do the fundamentals and the techniques. I've right. seen you do it. You've demonstrated. Hell, uh, you. we see what the Pittsburgh Steelers D-line is doing right now. Yes. As a product of, of some one-on-one with Henry Thomas over the summer. Okay? And, and that, that is not uh, hyperbole. All right? We're not just saying that is legit. I mean, Cameron Hayward is having one of the best years of his career yes. getting to the passer. And he's and I, I literally I watched him in the Baltimore Raven game and I called you right after that when he did a, a, a Henry Thomas special. Yep. Stuck jab the jab the the was it the guard, guard or the center yep. jabs the guard did a swim move boom right in Robert Griffin's face. There now had it been you know had it been Lamar would he have slid to the side who knows but would he have been in the backfield absolutely he would have he would have been disrupted <laughs> he would have been disrupted that's what I want my lineman to be <laughs> disrupted <laughs> again. Robert Griffin, Lamar Jackson. Difference. <laughs> does, does Lamar make a move and maybe get out of it? Mm. Potential. I mean, this is the same game where uh, Robert went out with a hamstring yeah. later in the game. It's been some crazy – I mean, that labium pull of a car in, uh, in oh, the in game last Thursday's night. game? Uh, yeah, in Thursday's game was just – I told Mike that too. I was like, "Oh, it looked like he pulled his labium." He goes, "His labium?" It's like, "Yeah, his pussy lips." <laughs> <laughs> and Mike was so mad at me. <laughs> well, listen, it's it's not fair 
to add any more insult to injury. Yeah, no. I mean, listen, we learned a great lesson on Sunday. First of all, and if you haven't heard the HD show yet, check it out, uh, the show we do with our boy Bitter Mike. We just cover all sports in general there. Um, but we, the, we made a mistake. Yes. We made a mistake. You can't do a podcast with Mike when the Raiders are playing. Not at all. You can't. Not at all. It you, was fun. Oh, no, it was hilarious yeah. to watch. And, and I'm going to tell you what. It was funny watching him. It was, it was bittersweet for me to watch him during that Raiders game. Oh, yeah. Because that's what every Chief game was like. Before Pat Mahomes, right? <laughs> like I'm, 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 I'm being dead serious. Like right. you don't realize as a, you don't realize as a sports fan, or maybe you do once you once you get there. When you've got a all world talent at quarterback, yeah, it makes watching football completely different. Absolutely does. Okay, like it. I mean, I watch Chiefs games now with almost relief. Like I, I'm not stressed out the day of, and and if we get down, yeah, I get upset a little bit, but you know, you know, it's I mean, it's only it's minor stuff you get mad at, right? Like I mean, think about it. Did I get mad one time when he threw a, a pick? No, nope, not one time. Let Alex Smith do that. I'd have <laughs> broke the TV. I'd have broke the TV. Okay. Yeah, Pat yeah. Mahomes does it. You're like, Psh. check it off. He's coming Man, back. Man, we, we, about, we about to score 28 unanswered. We ain't nobody worry about that. Yeah, that's exactly we ain't right. nobody worry about that. And bringing it back to the Texans, what's so maddening about watching what is happening to Deshaun Watson is that you do have an all-world talent at quarterback. Yeah. Okay? Because for my money, and I, I don't care what anybody says, after Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, to me, is the best quarterback in the NFL. Okay. All right. I'll take – I don't give a damn. Give me Pat Mahomes – or excuse me, give me Desha- – There's the only quarterback I would take over Deshaun Watson is Pat Mahomes. Okay. All right. I like and, that. And, and, and to your point, I know the, the – the, you know, your, your analogy, put Deshaun Watson on said team. Right. And, and see what it looks like. It's true. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's night and day. And that's what's so frustrating when you watch the Houston Texans, especially in a game like what happened on Sunday when you watched against the Chicago Bears, who, again, had lost six straight games. And I get it. You had no Brandon Cooks. Sunday's game was, was you know, the, the offensive line regressed in a huge way because they'd at least, you know, they'd at least been serviceable the few weeks before that. Correct. But they came crashing down. And, and I guess it was one of the deals, Henry, where reality set back in. You know, for, for for two or three weeks, they played above their heads. They played they played with their hair on fire. Yeah, and then they regressed back to the mean, and the mean is, and that's that's the difference between great teams and crap teams. Because when shitty team, when when great teams regress and play to the mean, they still have a way of at least finding ways to win. Yes. Okay. Good teams find ways to win. Shitty teams find ways to lose. Yeah. All right, and I'm sorry, but when you look at this Texans team again, reality came crashing back down. The defense was leaving holes that that, that I mean, they I, didn't find no way to lose. They just they got, just lost. They just lost. I mean, it wasn't even close enough to say they found a way to lose. I mean, it was it it, it was after the Kiki Kuti got the touchdown, correct? Yes. After that touchdown, it was oh, it was all downhill from there. Pedestrian. I mean, just yeah. to sit and watch it was just uninspiring. I mean, I don't even think the Chicago fans had that much fun watching. 
Well, no, I think the Chicago fans enjoyed it. I mean, listen, they were looking for they were looking for any kind of win. I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, you know, you lose six games in a row, and you took some solace in. I mean, at least you took some solace in. Okay, if Deshaun Watson goes out there and beats you by himself, which essentially is what he would have had to have done. Exactly what he had to do. Then it would have, you know, then it would have, you know, poured even more salt in the wounds because you're like, good God, we got beat by this team by one guy by one guy yeah. that oh by the way we passed on. Yeah, for Mitch Trubisky. Whereas at least, if you're Mitch Trubisky's inner circle, you know you probably felt halfway decent Sunday night and said, "Hey, well, at least I at least I got to win on Deshaun Watson." Fine, the fine, uh, uh, you know, the fine print says, "Oh, by the way, he had uh, Turd Ferguson, A, B, C, and and Slap Dick five, six, and seven as his wide receiver and offensive line." Right. And that defensive line and that defensive group was just, I mean, it is what it is. They're not very good. They've got they've no playmakers. Got no playmakers. You got some guys that are overachievers. I mean, is JJ awesome. Watt a playmaker to you anymore? How can he be? He's got nothing there. When you're that guy on the field, I mean, okay, we're gonna put you three on this one guy because we ain't worried about anybody. The <laughs> rest, let's see what what they got. Four other guys. We got two. We got it. We got to cover. Yeah, you know, and that and that's because that's what you can do on defense, right? Or yeah. excuse me, from an offensive standpoint, is okay. If I know ninety nine's the only guy I have to concern myself with, exactly. Oh yeah, we'll take him out. We'll we'll I'll put two guys on him because the thing is, JJ ain't beating double teams anymore. And there's the, that that's the thing about being that guy where you have to, where you where a team has to game plan for you. I've been fortunate to be on teams with with those players yeah. where, you know, you have to game plan for John Randall. You have to game plan for Chris Doman. Uh-oh. Here comes 97. They're all on the same team. Yeah. You know, you got you got other players. And let's say we do take care of these three guys in the middle. We still had guys that were going to step up. We had linebackers that came through. On Here blitzes. comes Mike Merriweather. <laughs> Merriweather. Here comes Al Noga. We had another guy out there. Right. You know, we had – Guys that Here comes stepped Frederick up. Douglas. That's it. Joey Browner, you know, something. We're gonna we're gonna make it happen. Yeah. And this team does not have that at all. You don't have an also guy. I mean, when we say the also guy, the also guy is a is a a joke for us when we say the also guy in, in Merciless. Who everybody who's a great guy, but he suck as a as a No, he's terrible. As a pass rusher. He's he's uh he play. He's playing like a guy that knows he's got one more year of a guaranteed contract. Oh yeah, just I ain't getting hurt because even one. if that, I think even if the Texans do cut him this year, I think he's still owed ten, twelve million dollars. Oh my goodness! You know, so I mean, he's he's getting paid regardless. I mean, it's not like this is a contract year for him, right? I mean, it, it's it's and he already played Jacksonville twice. That's you know. Oh, he made his stats. Was that two thirds? Maybe of against his stats? maybe against the Bengals. You know, he might. It might be one of those games where he's all right. Let me get a sack, Let me try to get a sack or two against these guys, so I can you know make that 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 stat line look respectable. But you know, the box score doesn't lie. I mean, hell, he's had two or three games in a row where he had no tackles, no hits, no nothing. Yeah, in a half. He's all just right? and this is one of your highest paid defenders. But again, don't fault him. I mean, we shouldn't be mad at Whitney Merciless at the end of the day, because if Bill O'Brien says to you, here, I'm giving you, what, three, I think it was a three-year, $50 million contract or whatever it was, extension. Well, I mean, of course you're going to sign it. Of course I'm going to sign it. And I'm going to take the money. I mean, that's why That's why I never understood why people would continuously got mad at, at Bill O'Brien for, oh, he's taking all this power. 
be mad at Cal McNair. He's uh, the one that kept giving it to him. Well, that's true, and he and he really screwed the game up. And, and for an egomaniac team. like Bill O'Brien, a control freak like Bill O'Brien, as we all saw, you know, giving him power was between him and his his, his evil twin uh, Jack Easterby, <laughs> who oh by the way was plotting behind his back. Got him out of there. I mean, it's amazing anything's gotten done in the last couple seasons, other than the fact that he's just totally uh, uh, devastated this franchise. And I'll tell you what, uh, we're talking about GMs here. Lewis Riddick uh, got brought in this week as, as a uh, GM candidate for the Texans. I'm not sure how I feel about Lewis Riddick. I understand he's a popular choice. Everybody loves him because he's on the TV side, and he's very knowledgeable when it comes to you know the TV side of things. And that's all well and good. I just don't know what to expect of him as a GM. Where's the experience? He spent years. He spent time as a personnel man with Philadelphia and with uh, Washington. Personnel guy. Yeah. Scout type thing. Okay. So I mean, again, I, and, and I'm not saying don't don't give him a shot. I mean, hey, if it, if he works, it's one of them deals where I'm not opposed to. You know, and of course, listen, we weren't there for the for the interview. Okay, so who knows what? Uh, he's a Pisces, so you know what? I say hire him. <laughs> Did we just turn it into a dating site? No, I'm a big I'm I'm a, I'm big in the astrological stuff. Really? Um, all right. He became a pro scout for the Redskins for four years uh, before being promoted to director of pro personnel, uh, and then he was hired by the Philadelphia Eagles as a pro scout in '08, and then he was promoted to director of pro personnel. Uh, in 2010, and then he left there after 2013. Okay, so I mean, he's moving up, trying trying to. Find so he's been a pro personnel twice. He's been a director of pro personnel for two teams, uh, the Redskins and the Eagles. Okay, we'll give him a one year contract. See what he does. Well, you can't give a GM a one year deal. Why not? It's too it's too important of a position. Two years. I mean, you got to give him at least a four-year deal. Four years, absolutely. What? I mean, if I'm a GM, I'm ta- I'm after this mess. Hey, if get- I'm taking the Texans job, I want four years with a um, with a cl- with a with a no. personal option for a fifth. No, I I just gave the last two GM <laughs> two-year deal. <laughs> I want a four-year deal. That's what, exactly. You just gave the last two guys. And how they you, you you fired Brian Gain after a year, eighteen months. Yeah. All right, and then you just got rid of uh, you know slap Dick O'Brien. Well, yeah, no, no. I want four years because I'm. Look at this mess I'm getting. Right. Yeah, I ain't got no picks. I got Deshaun and the Pips. I'll give you two years. You ain't getting shit done. No GM worth. You know what you're gonna get for two years? What? You're gonna get some dude that. Uh, some slap dick for two years. I'll take two years. Ain't nobody worth their salt's going to take two years. Bullshit. He'll take two years. Who, Lewis Riddick? Yeah. Man. Lewis, Lewis's agent's better than that. Really? Absolutely. He'll take two years. I'll give you two years. Two years ain't enough to prove. Ain't enough, because what's I don't that want saying? you to prove nothing. I don't, there's nothing there for you to prove. What I want you to do is start rebuilding. Okay, start and you think two money. years is enough to do it? Two years before I give you another contract, <laughs> so you better start working. You, I, I think you send bad. I, I think you send a. You set an ugly precedent by doing that. I, I might, but I bet you work hard. What did you? Okay, what did you tell me on the way back when when you said uh, why you didn't take that contract that the Patriots offered you? Because that's apples and oranges. Negative. Because he, Lewis it, Riddick. No, no, it's apples and oranges because. I'd already been there. He ain't never been there. I'll give you up. that. I'll give you that. But you also said, but but from this standpoint of for guys coming up, 
All right, because you set the market back when you do that. Because I was there. Okay, think about it. How many black GMs do we have in the NFL right now? Oh, you had to. I'm supposed to pull a race card. <laughs> what are you doing? You can't pull my card I, I on me. I just pulled your card on you. <laughs> I pulled the card on you. Oh, so if I'm a, so you gave Brian Gain a four year deal, who, by the way, had the same uh, uh, credentials I did, but young black executive, I only get two? Fine, Farrakhan, <laughs> you get four. Good grace. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Had to pull a breeze card <laughs> That's off. That's right. That's right. So a white executive gets two year or gets four or five year deal, but the brother gets two. All Come right, on. Come on. I was giving anybody <laughs> two, but now that you pull a card on me like that, here had you to, go. Had to use your rationale. Had to use your rationale on it. I hate when my words come back on me. <laughs> hey, it just means I'm paying attention to you. That's all. Just means I'm paying it's like, attention. It's like arguing with my daughters. <laughs> that's uh, it. Dad, if you that, remember. That's uh, exactly right. Hang out, hang out with you long enough. Um, yeah. I'm not again. I'm not opposed to Lewis Riddick. The one thing, listen, he's a knowledgeable guy. He knows his shit. But it's a whole different deal when you're on TV versus when you're in that war room. Yeah. And you know, I guess we'd have to look and see. Okay, so he was director of pro personnel for the Eagles and the Redskins. You know, what did those drafts look like those years? I mean, that, that's your, that's your money maker right there. What did those teams do in those years that he was there? Right. So. And, oh, by the way, when he was director of pro personnel with the Eagles, you know, that was – Andy Reid was there. Right. Okay? So, I mean, you know, and I'm sure Andy Reid's got good things to say about him. But, again, they got rid of him after 2013. And here's the other here's the other um, variable. Never got hired back. I'm back to two years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a damn, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, it don't matter. Uh, Two years is all you're getting. Looking at your paperwork here. <laughs> Two years. But that, 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 I mean, that would be my question. Right. So. I mean, I get you did TV, but. Gruden did TV. Yeah, and how's the Raiders? Yeah, let's say, Mike Babbo, where are you at? 713. Yeah, exactly. Okay. How that's working for him. I mean, think about it. What TV guys have, co- have really come back and, and, and been worth a shit? Okay. Uh, no, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I feel like when guys go to TV, yeah, that's like uh, that's like once you get on Dancing with the Stars, you know, it's pretty much over. That's it. So at you this stage, at, at this stage of Dancing with the Stars, I mean, yeah, the first few shows of it back in the day, oh yeah, yeah. it was hot. Now you know. Listen, when they start, I mean, hell, me and you might be in line for Dancing with the Stars in a season or two if, if, I'm if this thing them down. I'm be like, I ain't ready. I got some more stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when Emmett and those guys were on, it was hot. Yeah. You know, but. Hell, Jerry Rice was on it too, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Jerry was on it too. Jerry was on it too. So that would be my question is okay, yeah, you were in TV, but why? And, and let's call it what it is. He's getting a shot because he's on TV. Yeah, because he's on TV. And I mean, he's done it. He has some. Seven ped- years ago. Yeah. So now we're. I mean, the thing about John Gruden is John Gruden won a Super Bowl. You know, John Ten Gruden. years ago. Well, no, no, I get it. Trust me. I wasn't crazy about the John Gruden hiring either. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always, again, I, I'm with you. I'm always leery when guys have been on TV for a while. And now, all of a sudden, they're going to come back. I, it's the same thing with, with uh, you know, with players. And um, John Gruden, let's, don't do the Super Bowl thing. That's Tony Dungy Super Bowl. Hey, I'm, I mean, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying it's it's uh, and and let's call it what it is. It's not like he's been a world beater in in in, in Vegas. Right. 
I mean, do we really think the Raiders are that much different now than they were a few years ago? Uh, but he's made some great moves that we all were like, what the? Eh. No, no, you and I were both on the same page with the Cleo Mack trade. Exactly. You and I both love the Cleo Mack trade. I mean, because, again, you're not going to pay a guy that's uh, $130, $140 million. Yeah. Who, to me, I mean, Cleo Mack was good. Yeah. At but that I didn't time, think... he was, you know, he and uh, the kid from uh, uh, Denver were the top. Him and Von Miller. Von Miller were yeah. the top. When you thought pass rushes, they were, they were it. Yeah. You know, but what about right. Javion Clowney? Wasn't he in that same draft class? Um, he was. He was in that draft. He class. was in. He's the number one pick, and uh, our boy Khalil was number three. Well, see, see how those numbers work. Tell you what, if we're giving brothers a shot, why not my boy Reggie McKenzie? People forget Reggie had some good drafts over there in in in, in uh, with the Raiders. Yeah, and then McKenzie. and then Groot. Now he had some silly ass signings too. All right, but right. tell you what, I mean, he, you know, they had a great run there a few years back when your boy Del Rio was coaching, right? And then and of they, course uh, Carr gets hurt, and yeah, all well, hell broke loose after that. Well, now with the, you know, the trade of Khalil Mack and all the picks that they have, I mean, they got some good things. Well, they've to got look some good. I mean, they've, but but the, but again, it goes back to and you and I've talked about this time and time again. Is you know, you can have all the picks in the world, but if you don't hit on those picks, it doesn't make a damn. No, you okay. Am I unless I mean, am I hitting on a Henry Thomas in the third round? Okay, that's one thing, and I get it. That's hard to do. It's hard. That's difficult. That's, that's hard to do. That's difficult okay. stuff right there. You got to do some serious scouting. Yes. Uh, you're gonna find a Henry Thomas in in the third round at pick number seventy two. But I don't know. But let I me mean, think about it. The Raider picks that they've made. Okay, Colin Farrell. Eh. Okay. I mean, he hasn't done shit. Right. Uh, you know, Henry Ruggs. Now, granted, that wasn't a Reggie McKenzie signing, but, yeah. I mean, Reg- Henry Ruggs, I mean, if you look at the wide receivers that were drafted this year, Henry Ruggs has been one of the worst rookie receivers, and, and that was a deep wide receiver class. I'll tell you what, yeah. Justin Jefferson would look damn good in some silver and black right now. I'll tell you what, ask your Viking, and you know this full, wholeheartedly, ask Skull Nation how they feel about losing Stephon Diggs and picking up uh, Justin Jefferson. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares. The- Dig what? Exactly. Dig who? I mean, you, you to consider what you – I mean, the Vikings – You listen, both teams won that trade. Right. All right, because he's thriving in Buffalo. And, Absolutely. And, and Josh Allen and him have, have, have developed an immediate rapport, and he's having a monster year, Stephon Diggs is. But you got picks, you got rid of a disgruntled guy, and I would argue Justin Jefferson's going to be a better wide receiver than, than uh, Stephon Diggs. Well, it – and he's arguably, I think he's better than him now. I'm not going to say he's better than him now. But he's comparable. I don't see much difference. There's no drop-off for the Vikings. There hasn't been. Once, Other than that quarterback. Once they finally figured out how to use him and yes. started actually you know, implementing him in the, in the system, it's been a game-changer. Now, on the flip side of that, too, and, and you and I talked about this last week, it does make a difference when uh, number 19's not in there. Yes. Okay. There, do, there, you do see a difference in that passing game because, again, then they can throw double coverage at Justin Jefferson. He's not quite there yet uh, because his numbers go down uh, precipitously when, when, when number 19 is not in there. Because uh, say what you want about Adam Thielen, but all that, I'll tell you what, that, boy, that boy's a baller. Yes. Adam Thielen, I'll tell you what, Adam Thielen can play. He can play. I've seen a few, you know, we've watched a few Viking games this year uh, thanks to the ghetto fire stick. He's legit. Yeah. I gotta give old. Uh, I gotta give old nineteen. Now he's fragile because I do feel like he gets hurt a lot. He's got some issues. He does get banged up. He's not the biggest dude in the world. No, is he? But that's wide receivers for you. They're not, are they? No, not everybody's AJ Brown. No, 
That dude's just he's just he's he's not human. No, he's really not. Or uh, what's our boy from uh, Kansas City? What's Meg, his name? Uh, what's his name? Tyreek. Tyreek. Not Kansas City. I was thinking of the other guy in Seattle. Oh, DK. Yeah. And they were on the same team in college. <laughs> God. <laughs> Can we get a PED check on the <laughs> fucking Uver- University of Mississippi? Yeah. Uh, the whole team. Also, too, can you just uh, shout out to the uh, Texans coaching search? Group, can we fire them? You know who they? You know who they uh, suggested this past week? Who as a coaching candidate? Who's that? Brian Schottenheimer, fired offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. Fired. Okay. Goodbye, Schottenheimer. Brian Schottenheimer. Let's go back and get Bo Pelini too. Tell you what, I would take Marty with his dementia over Brian. No, I wouldn't take Marty either. No, probably not. That fruit didn't fall far at all. Here's the thing, though, about with Marty is Marty could coach. Marty could coach up some defense, though. Marty was a better defensive coach than his son is an offensive coach. Well, maybe. No, there's no no his. Now, granted, he had you know Neil Smith and and Derek Thomas. Yeah, that's that's you different. Know, it didn't hurt. Yeah, there was no coaching there. <laughs> it's like <laughs> pointing to say sick him, some beast. <laughs> Uh, I want no part of Brian Schottenheimer as a head coach no. for, for the Houston Texans. And the Texans don't want it either, but it's 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 the beginning phases of who they're – You know what it is? I I, it, I think it's as simple as they're just throwing names out just yeah, to we'll see, just, kind of, kind of temp, test the temperature. Yeah, see what's going to stick. Here's Marty Sch- – what, what does everybody think of Brian Schottenheimer, huh? Boo. Okay, right. pushing that name to the back yeah. of the pile. And then the it's Eric Bieniemy or bust. It's not. There's a lot of choices. And you know my number one pick. Your number one pick is? He's the oh, offense. Coobs. He's the offense. You want Coobs. I want Coobs. You back. want Coobs back. That offense would be scary with him. I'm a little worried, though, that it took him so long to uh, incorporate Justin Jefferson, though. It didn't take him so long. A couple games. Yeah, a couple games. He was like, wait a minute. Hey, go over there. And in fairness, too, I mean, it wasn't like there was a preseason. Yeah, exactly. There was no preseason. Training camp was abbreviated. Because I'll tell you what, and kudos to Coobs, they haven't hesitated in, in putting him in the system since. <laughs> got him in there, got him playing. I like Kubiak as a, as a choice, and I think they should entertain that. Uh, also, he's from here. He's from the area. You love you some Coobs. I love some Coobs. I think Coobs would be, you know, his last stand, I was a little, and then as I got into the, nuances of the offense and what he was working with and how he was making it work. Yeah. And then I was like, uh, maybe we made a mistake on that one. Then he runs off, you know, he gets sick, takes a little – take a step back, jumps right back in it. Super Bowl. Not like, well, won two Super Bowls. There you go. You know, won two won, – won one with the Ravens and then, of course, won the one with the uh, Denver Broncos. So, uh, I, you have to go with – regardless, I don't want the dude from, from – uh, I don't want the San Francisco defense coordinator, no. Robert Sally. I don't want a defensive coach, period. Okay? I don't want a defense. Unless Bill Belichick retires from New England and says, okay, I want to come down to Houston, that's the only defensive minded guy I want. All right? Because, unless Nick Saban's interested. My choices, I want Eric Bieniemy, I want Urban Meyer, or I want Nick Saban. Those are my three choices. And I'll take your boy Coobs, uh, a flyer on Coobs as well. Those are the four guys I want. Nick Saban? I'd love Nick Saban. 
Nick Saban might not be a bad pick. Okay. I'd take Nick Saban in a heartbeat. The problem is, though, with, with a defensive-minded guy is what's benefited. I mean, look, how many offensive coordinators did Tom Brady go through? Okay. Yeah. But he was Tom Brady. Exactly. Okay, so the system didn't really change. It was Tom Brady. You just worked the system around Tom Brady. All right. The problem with with Deshaun is, you know, Deshaun's already had two different offensive coordinators now. Yeah. All right. This will be his third offensive coordinator in what five years. Mm. And and you saw what happened with Bob. You finally saw the reins uh, get loosened up on him this year, and he and he started to shine. Oh, by the way, he's doing it behind a garbage offensive line, which you've spent all this you spent considerable resources on, and it still's not as good as it should be for what you've spent on it. All right, I don't care what anybody says. Laramie Ten- Laramie Tunsil is you overpaid for Laramie Tunsil. Period. End of story. All right. Yep. Everybody should know that. Okay. I don't. I mean, he's a good offensive lineman, but is he a lockdown left tackle? I don't think so. Good, not great. Good, not great. There you go. Case in point. You need an offensive-minded guy so that way you don't see a revolving door at OC. Because the thing of it is, if you're, if, what's going to happen is if you bring in a defensive-minded coach, he's going to bring in an OC, and you know it's going to be a situation where you're going to see a revolving door. Whereas with the Rams, okay, yeah, they've had different OCs, but nobody cares because you know who runs the offense there. Exactly. It's Sean McVay. Exactly. You know, that's the difference. I want consistency at the most important position on the football team, and that's the quarterback. Because at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson is the beginning and the end of the Texans franchise. And I get it. You got a four. And listen, he only signed a four-year extension. Right. Okay? His extension's over when he's, what, 30-31? Which in today's NFL is, 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 you know, the midway point to a lot of guys' careers. Right. Okay, so it's not like Deshaun, I mean, it's not like Deshaun's old in the tooth at that point. No, Deshaun's going to get another fat contract and will go elsewhere if the Texans don't fix this shit. Okay. Having said all that. Yes, having change, said all that. I'm changing gears a little bit on you. All right, all right, all right. He is the beginning of the end of the franchise. Yes, sir. The season is shot. Yeah. You're working on a uh, coach and a GM. Mm-hmm. Does he play the last three games? He will. Because he won't let you not play him. Yeah, that's exactly my point. He won't let you not play. I mean, look, he he came into that game in Chicago and had no reason to. Yeah. There was no business for him coming back in that game. But you're not going to tell Deshaun Watson, which we like in our, our players. We like yeah. those old school throwback guys who, who, who don't. Deshaun's not going to quit. Perfect. That was, that was my question. Do they sit him or do, is he going to play? I think he plays. No, he'll play. But would you have a problem if they did sit him? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, I mean, I would, I mean you, what do you have? Because, again, you're not playing for draft position. And, I mean, listen, you know who would love to see him not play? Miami. Ah. <laughs> the toy baby with Br- fish on Brian arms. Flores probably made a call to the Texans. Hey, well, y- y'all, y'all going to play play number four? You don't, you don't need to. You know he, he, he's everything. He's probably know. calling Cal. Hey, this is, uh, this is, this is Deshaun's agent. Yeah. <laughs> you might not want to play him. I'm like, just saying. Don't just saying. there. Because, I mean, listen, Colts still have something to play for. Bengals, whatever. Who cares? But you got two teams, two out of your last three games where you're jockeying for position mm. with the Titans and the Colts. Colts are still fighting for a playoff spot. Absolutely. Okay? Yep. Titans are fighting for, for uh, you know, playoff seating. And we know who's going to be in the game next week. He'll probably be there early. T.Y. Hilton. Oh no! The game's in the game's in uh, the game's in Indianapolis. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's had he had a good week last week too. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. But he always thrives against the Texans. Oh, listen. They he should be on the payroll. 
He should be on the payroll for his beatings he puts on him. Uh, right now, with the playoffs, uh, if the playoffs were to start, Chiefs would be the number one seed. Steelers are number two. Steelers got some problems, by the way. Steelers got some problems. Starting to rear its ugly head. Uh, Bills are number three. Titans are four. Browns are five. Colts are six. Dolphins are seven. Okay. And like I said, the Colts are sit. You know, you got the the, the Ravens and the uh, you got the Ravens and the Dolphins chomping at the bit behind them. Because again, if you're the Dolphins, uh, you know, do you really want to? I mean, of course, maybe you do want to play the Steelers first week. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, Steelers, like you said, got some problems, got some issues. Steelers got some serious issues. I think it starts with number seven. Uh, real quick here, Titans and Lions. Who you got? I am gonna go with the Titans. Okay, I like that too. Uh, and then last but not least, Colts and Texans. Uh, I'm going with the Colts. Good call by you. The Colts are um, they're playing well. They're playing for a spot. They are, and they're they're not going to just chuck this one up. To I don't think they're going to overlook the Texans, but I think they're coming in and put a beat down on them. No, I don't think. It, listen, especially after the ass whooping they put on the Raiders last week, uh, and that spread is seven and a half. There you go. So, yeah, give me the Colts all day. All day or day. All day or day. Uh, you can find Henry Thomas at Henry Thomas NFL on both the IG and the Twitter. You can find the Freddie D. That's your boy at the Freddie D on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, like I said, definitely check it out. Listen, go go uh, go check us out on the uh, Believe of Texans podcast network, Apple iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you check us out on Apple, give us a five-star rating. Why? Because we promise you had more fun listening to us on this Texans podcast than you did on any other Texans podcast. Is that is that affirmative? That's affirmative. There's no better Texans podcast. It's none. There isn't. Nope. There isn't. You're not going to get the, the, the witty stuff that we give you. You're not going to get the dead air that you just heard. And <laughs> you're not going to get to hear the jokes. Yeah. I mean, where else are you going to get to hear the jokes? Yeah. And you're not going to get to hear from a 14-year NFL vet who should be in the Hall of Fame. And the, the in-depth nuances of the game that you just miss until you, hey, that's what he was talking about that's on the what podcast. Henry, tell you what, uh, for all you nerds out there, watch, watch uh, Cameron Hayward this yeah. Sunday. Okay. All right. Watch Cameron Hayward and watch, his, uh, watch that swim, dip, rip move he does. There you go. All right. And guess who taught him that? Number 97. <laughs> Number 97 on your roster. Number one in, in your, your hearts. hearts. Okay. Good. Don't get it twisted. Four, the one, the only Henry Thomas. I am still that dude, Freddie D. H-Town in America. You know we love you. Merry Christmas. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.